now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. A little bit of a different atmosphere for tonight. Not joined by my faithful co-host. It's a little bit different. We have a very special guest in the house. So I am joined today by Marvin Eloquent. I hope I said that correctly. And you can find him on Twitter at FF underscore Marvin E. Marvin, good evening. How are you tonight? Hey, man, I am doing great. I've been looking forward to this ever since you mentioned that that we'd be recording something. So I'm pumped to be here and excited uh, to chat with you a little bit. Yeah, I am too. But before we get into it, can you please tell everyone where they could find your other works aside from this podcast that they're listening to right now or yeah. this video that they're watching possibly? Yeah, so you can pretty much find everything, like you mentioned, on Twitter at FF underscore Marvin E. I write weekly articles for uh, the fantasy footballers. So if you guys are, are Dynasty fans, which you probably are if you're listening to this, um, I write a, a weekly Dynasty report on the fantasy footballers. Uh, fantasy footballers comes out every Wednesday. And then uh, an article for Yahoo Fantasy as well that comes out on Thursday. So, yeah, those are the two pieces I write. So we are in some elite company here. Is what <laughs> I won't, won't say that. <laughs> I said, have you ever got to meet the fantasy footballers by chance? Have you got to talk to them? I've I've had opportunities to chat with them. Yeah, uh, I know you have. I know you've, you've talked to Andy yeah, before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we kind of have a Slack where you can you know chat with them, and we've had uh, uh, writers calls where they pop in every now and then. So it's been pretty cool. Nice. They're good guys. So are they are they like kind of like they just let the thing run itself, and then they pop in here and there? Because I'm thinking that's the direction I should take with the Dynasty Rewind. Just let Bob kind of run it, and I'll just pop in and check on everybody. But do you think that? Is that what I should do? I think that's what you should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Take it really easy. Let everyone else do the work and, and just take the credit. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. That's kind of how things are going right now. <laughs> so it's not straying uh, off the path too much. But I'll tell you what could be straying off the path is your dynasty roster. We are heading into right now, depending on when you're watching this, I think it's either week eight or week nine when this comes out. We got some good teams. We got some bad teams. I don't know about you, Marvin. I'm actually doing pretty decent in fantasy this year for the first time in a while. Um, I have a rebuild that's coming along really nicely. It's kind of been a slow burn for me, but I'm loving it. It's one of my favorite leagues. And believe it or not, it's actually one of the cheapest leagues that I'm in. I don't really mm -hmm. care about that. I love the league. love the people that are in it. I got some decent teams, and I got some stinkers, too. But we're going to be talking about identifying the perfect trade target in season because that's where we are right now. And I feel like this is something that just doesn't get talked about enough. How do you actively pursue and do trades during the season? So let's start it off. Let's start it off with the rebuilding team. When you are rebuilding, what are you looking for in your trade targets and how are we acquiring them? Marvin, we're going to start with you since you are our esteemed guest floor is yours all right so generally what i try to do with some of my rebuilding teams and i have a couple right now myself in dynasty i try to look at my roster and really assess it and figure out you know when is my realistic contending window is it you know a year from now two years from now three years from now then based on that i try to find players who i think will not plateau in, in value but increase over that time span and potentially put me in contention so generally it this time of the year, it's it's young guys, right? Drafted probably this year or even last year, guys who were drafted within you know the first two rounds of the NFL draft. That usually means they'll get 
opportunity at some point here. And they were productive in college. Those are kind of the three things I try to check off. And if they check those boxes, those are the players that I try to invest in. And I try my best, and I know you'll talk about this in a little bit. I try to avoid trading away picks if I can as a rebuilding team, just because those will only grow in value yeah. in time and instead flip some of the older guys for those for those younger players. You also you want to stay away from trading picks because you want those picks, do you want those for sure? Those players, you know, that you want the the younger assets. I do want to say something too, you know, I think as analysts and content creators too, I think a lot of people have this expectation that we are like elite when it comes to playing fantasy. And like I talked about before, I have some good teams. I have some bad teams too. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's the same thing with you, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's going to be other leagues that you're in where there's teams that are just powerhouses. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like We also make mistakes drafting, trading, setting lineups sometimes have you forgotten to set a lineup at all uh i've done it at some point yeah i feel exactly. like this year it's been pretty crazy and, and some of those last minute uh calls too so yeah. i've surprising. been pretty good with setting my lineup so far yeah. um i have a system now starting <laughs> on tuesday mornings we could talk about that some other time but yeah so you know we're not exactly the best players mistakes happen we learn from mm-hmm. them and we learn from them to relate to you the listener and the viewer um for myself what i'm looking for are younger players with a high ceiling you know guys that might not you know maybe they're going to be a free agent next year they haven't popped yet maybe they're looking to get a change of scenery for example we're recording this today Kadarius tony just got traded to the kansas city Chiefs. so he's a guy that if i'm rebuilding i'm looking to acquire a Kadarius tony um i also I will typically attempt to move better players, you know, better aging players and acquire a younger high ceiling player with additional draft capital. Like Marvin mentioned before, I don't want to give away my draft capital. I want to acquire it. Let me give you an example. I have two teams right now. One's middle of the road. One's bad. That has Brees Hall on it. And people are trying to get Brees Hall off me. And I get it. They're trying to buy the value dip. He just got hurt. Mm -hmm. So the trade I'm attempting to make is I'm trying to get their Brian Robinson and a 2023 first. For Brees Hall, two people, no bites on it so far. They've rejected it. Maybe we could revisit that in the offseason. My thought mm-hmm. process there is, is Brian Robinson a step down from Brees Hall? Yes. Yeah. He is healthy. I'll take the first round pick. Hopefully leverage that to get a Jameer Gibbs or a Bijan Robinson. That is my goal right there. I will keep everyone updated. And by that, I mean, I will forget to do that. So let's move on. When you're contending, what are you looking for in your trade targets and how are you acquiring them? Marvin, we're going to start with you again. Yeah, so in this case, I am uh, primarily looking at older guys here, which which sounds crazy. But when you're in your championship window, you don't know how long that's going to be, right? Um, Could be a year, um, could be longer than that. And if you're lucky enough, you could be contending for a while. But, um, you know, these these older guys are generally there for a discount. You know, you think about, you know, Jamar Chase or Scott Hurd. He was one of the examples I thought of here, Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, those guys are are players that can help you win now and for the future, but those guys are pricey, right? So you think about players like Joe Mixon or Adam Thielen or even Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is someone who people are probably trying to trade away, but he's going to smash this year considering they don't have a single decent receiving option. They're going to have to run the ball and rely on him going forward. Those are guys that, that will be good this year, and really that's the window you're looking for. You're not trying to look too far ahead. Um, and it's, you know, at some point this in fantasy football, we're just trying to win. I mean, that's ultimately the goal, you know, it shouldn't be to rebuild year after year after year. If you get into that contending window, take advantage of it. And, and sometimes those older players, they can, they can help you now. 
question for you then you're talking about just for an example you're talking about the titans they don't have any reliable pass catchers robert mm-hmm. woods coming off that injury starting to find a stride a little bit yeah. and with Traylon Burks being out for a while. Do you think Robert Woods could be a guy that you could target, especially when you consider that I think you can get him cheaper now than his price has been in quite a long time? Yeah, he's uh, I mean, he's he's been so reliable in, in years past, and obviously it's just the injury that's kind of held him back. But yeah, you, know, you look at what he's done with Traylon Burks kind of, and he's been out for a while, nine targets in week three, eight targets in week five, you know, not too... Uh, productive here this past week but they'll they'll need someone to throw to um and and we know he's good and and the further out he gets from that injury and from that i think it was an acl tear that he had um the the better he'll get so um he's someone that i'm definitely um trying to acquire and he like you said he won't cost much no he won't he's kind of like a forgotten guy sean's chiming in here he moved a 2023 first a 2024 first and josh palmer for saquon barkley uh for contender push so there you go yeah, those are big boy moves right there. And you know what? This is going to kind of tie into what I want to talk about, too. So, Sean, perfect timing right here. So for me, I know that win now is typically put with aging players, like Marvin said, and that's not necessarily wrong. But there's another way to look at it, too. I want some young vets who still have time. Let me give you some example. A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, guys mm-hmm. like that. I want to win now and later. And if I'm paying premium draft capital, I don't want it to be for a one year fluke. Again premium draft capital here mm-hmm. like marvin and i talked about robert woods not premium draft capital yep. but the type of move that sean made you're giving up that draft capital now the 2023 first things a little bit it's going to be hard to get back you have a whole year to get the 2024 first back and josh palmer he's a nice piece yeah he's been a little banged up but saquon barkley is going to be on sean's team for a while. Oh, Sean says it was a 2024 second. Okay, that's still premium draft capital in my opinion. But Saquon Barkley is going to be on his team for a while. He's not a one-year fluke. So that's kind of what I look at. By the way, Sean, love that move for you. Keep everyone updated. What is my in that league with you? No? Nope? Okay. <laughs> you can just shake your head. You don't have to type it out because I can see you moving your head. So, Or just <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down. So uh, it's, it's a one in Nate's league. So yeah, I'm sure it, Nate. It, it's hard to trade with. <laughs> one thing I also want to mention real quick sure. is that you know with some of these trades where you're giving up premium draft capital, you know, like Sean giving up 2023 first, you know, you might be giving up now, but there's always an opportunity to trade back into that later, right? So just because you trade it away now, just doesn't mean you know you're out of that. There's always opportunities where you can always make moves, and it helps you win now. And maybe you can find a way to get back in there later. Maybe trade Saquon high when he's at his peak and hopefully doesn't get injured by the end of the year um there's always that right so um there's a lot of flexibility and that's why dynasty is so uh so fun yeah it's the best man do you play uh c2c or debbie at all no 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 that's the next step i i love watching college football following that but i just haven't gotten into that debbie yet i just have joined so many dynasty leagues i've stopped joining any leagues and i'm trying to convert some of them to debbie leagues if i can but it just hasn't happened yet yeah um how many leagues are you in, if you don't mind me asking? We won't tell uh, right. we With won't redraft, tell. it's I mean, it's nine. So that's, I mean, I know that's not as much as some people, but it, it's a <laughs> lot for me. <laughs> I think I'm at uh, 15 right now. Yeah. Which, How do you feel about that? Uh, it's it's down. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be down even more yeah. after this year. Uh, but I'm only going to join new leagues if it's a C2C or Devi League. It's just so much more Fair. fun. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But I am starting two leagues next year. So I'll be at like 12, but that's okay. But I just, I only want to have leagues that I love. 
to be in yeah because i'm sure like and people out there listening like i'm in this one but it's kind of like whatever and i feel like the less you care about the league the less you try Mm -hmm. so i want to care to give it my all so let's move on so it's easy to peg a player as a trade target after they break out what are the signs that it might be time to buy in on a player during the season before they break out again going back to that Kadarius tony example but marvin what are your thoughts on this yeah, there, you know, there are some metrics that I try to look at um, that give you an idea if someone's on the verge of breaking out. And Kadarius Tony, you mentioned him. He's a great example because he flashed in some of these metrics last year, too. So you think about, you know, um, anything related to snaps and routes and efficiency to that. So yards per route run, yards per snap, target share, air yard share. Um, if a player is accounting for a lot of, uh, of, you know, majority of the team's targets or areas but they're averaging like 50 percent of the snaps they're not starter level snaps that shows you that they're being used when um when they're not really getting all the opportunity on the field so um you know alec pierce for example was, was one of the guys a few weeks ago had like a 47 percent air yard share on like like a ridiculously low snap share so he was being targeted downfield and eventually he had some of those double digit ppr games right same with Juan Dale just a few weeks ago led the giants in in target share but was it last in 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 snap share if i remember right so those are things those are examples where you know guys are getting the opportunity but they're not quite healthy yet or they're not quite on the field as much as we'd like and then when those opportunities come those snaps come targets should go up as well and and we've seen that and some of those guys if you bought in early they're they're producing right now like wandale for example um is one of those it's funny too because nobody wants to touch michael pittman or alec pierce because of Sam right Landry. now yeah i'm buying man yeah long term exactly outlook, i'm fine with it i know the colts are the colt, they have to figure it out right yeah because they, they have to i mean they're wait i honestly feel bad for colts fans you are wasting frank reich's offensive genius and you're wasting jonathan taylor so get mm-hmm. it figured out and get it figured out quick um so for me like you know like marvin said i look at snap share i look at targets one thing that I like to do too, and this might sound foolish, but I've gotten some really good insights. I go on Twitter and I ask fans of the team, you know, that I know, um, they have insights that a guy like me, like, you know, Marvin knows the Packers. He's going to know things about mm-hmm. Green Bay that I'm not going to know because I listen to Eagles podcasts. I don't listen to Packers podcasts. You know, I don't follow Packers beat writers or anything like that. So he would know if there's anyone that I know and I'm friendly with that are affiliated with team in any way uh there's a a great guy he's a commander's guy rio robinson give him a follow i don't know his his twitter handle but he's a commander's guy just look up rio robinson really cool guy i got a ton of great information from him before the season about the commanders so just talk to people network get to know people look at some snap shares stuff like that um box score scouting too never hurts this game's all about numbers so those are some of the things that I do. So, Marvin, obviously buying low is always ideal. How do I identify these situations? But what really makes it a true buy low option and not an asset you're buying low on just to have depreciate even more on your roster? Yeah, I think it. Um, when I'm looking at some of these players, it's you know we talked about showing flashes of production and 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 looking at some of these metrics like target share, air yard share, um, expected fancy points is another interesting one because it translates some of those um you know targets and and air yards and all that into what they should be producing not necessarily what they are producing and so that tells you hey an average player would produce this much 
but you know they're they're not because of whatever reason they're not getting catchable targets they're not bad offense and some of the guys that you know you think about like garrett wilson for example right now his value is dipped right mm-hmm. um but he's still averaging if, if i remember right he's still averaging around a 20 percent target share it hasn't changed with zach wilson it's still around that 20 percent range which is really good for a rookie drake london's another guy he's around that elite target share range they're just not passing the ball enough he's still commanding the targets they're just not a pass happy team and that could change with the jets right with that Brees hall injury they might throw the ball more so those are things where garrett wilson is someone i'm trying to get right now because someone might be thinking okay well i i can't contend with him he, he i thought i could but i can't now now might be the time to trade for him dj moore just just broke out again but when i wrote some of these examples he was a guy who was around that 20 percent target share range they just weren't passing the ball he was getting the targets and and so Try to find these guys that are not necessarily meeting what they should be from an from a fancy standpoint, but the opportunities are always there. Um, and, and so, you know, like you said, look at those box box scores. Find guys that are getting the targets, but it's just not translating into production yet. But it more likely than not will eventually lead to more points. Yeah, I agree. And for me, it's about a player, you know, you know is going to be giving more opportunity either after a poor performance or an injury. Yeah. Guys like Javante Williams, Marquise Brown, he got hurt. But the correct way to navigate that, I feel like it's it's not good timing to jump on it right away. Mm-hmm. I understand that that's when their value will likely be the lowest, but it's fresh in everyone's mind. Yep. Wait till these guys are at least able to be put on IR, on sleeper, and let it simmer for a little bit. You know what I mean? Once yeah. once you see teams that are either starting to get in and out of contention, that's when you can make your move. That's when you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you can say, hey, I'm not in it. You are. Let me give you this piece. You give me Javante, maybe some draft capital. You work it out. Mm-hmm. So Timing is really everything. Timing, luck. Those are things that you need in fantasy football. Big yeah. time. So, um, you know, this is a good question. I feel like this is something that doesn't get talked about enough. Does it make sense to pay the premium for a player in a rebuild? You know, we could say you're still paying a premium for Javante Williams, Brees Hall, but does that make sense when you're rebuilding? Yeah, I, I definitely think it does. You know, and it, and it obviously depends on the player you're targeting. Uh, but if if they check all the boxes that you look for from a prospect or uh, you know potential. Uh, superstar in the NFL, right? And you think about, you know, Jamar Chase last year, for example, before we really knew who he was. And I mean, we knew he was a good prospect, but there were some uh, moments to start, you know, when the first couple of games, I'm sure there's like levels of doubt there, right? I mean, you don't know he's going to be this good the way we've seen him over the last couple of, you know, over the last year and a half. But early on, if you paid up for him and his value is pretty high, then it's even higher now it would have paid off, right? These are guys that first round wide receivers, first round running backs, you pay up for them. Their value is only going to improve. And and I talked a little earlier, earlier about the, you know, the, your contending window and trying to figure that out, pay the premium. If it makes sense for your contending window or your rebuilding window, when that's going to end, because if a Jonathan Taylor, for example, is going to cost you a lot right now. Now, obviously it's hard to trade for him, but um, Jamar chase, for example, he's injured right now trading for him. If you think you're going to contend next year after you cash on some of those 2023 picks, then Jamar Chase is going to be right there for you and your roster. And it's fine that you paid the premium because he's a really, really good player. Um, obviously, don't do that for older players, even though, um, you know, like a Saquon, for example, I'm, I'm hesitant a little bit because he's kind of on that cusp. 
Mm-hmm. But for a contending team, that's good. But as a rebuilding team, I'm I'm kind of staying away. Yeah, that makes sense. So what you're saying is you'll gladly pay for Brees Hall, Javante. Yeah, for sure. Jameson Williams, guys like that. Yeah. You're not going to want to buy a CMC, a Saquon Barkley, or a Dalvin Cook. That doesn't make sense on your rebuilding team. Right, right. Yeah, yeah and, and even guys like right now, like Damian Pierce is another interesting one mm-hmm. um, because I like what we're seeing from him right now but I'm hesitant because of the draft capital that they invested in him. And we've seen that you can always replace third round running backs. Now he's really good and all that, but he's someone who I would hesitate to, to invest in because there's a, a higher chance that they could replace him versus um, a Brees Hall. They're not going to replace him. No, no way they're going to do that after they traded up to get him in the second round. Right. So, um, you know, those are some of the players that I think about. I think those are some of the hottest names that they're kind of polar opposites and who I'd want to target right now. A guy like that, I call them yeah, but guys. It's like yeah, exactly. yeah, they're really good, but yeah, yeah. And James Robinson, a great example here. You know, yeah, he's really good. He he ran for a lot of yards, but he got hurt, was replaced by Travis Etienne. Now he's a jet. Mm-hmm. So I understand that these guys come in. You want to flip them as soon as you can because. Once they're off that first team or once they have competition, what could happen after that is a massive question mark. And all you're having is a depreciating asset on your fantasy team. That's it. Um, But yeah, for me, again, you know, if you could afford the player and you could still have draft capital to reload your roster, I'm completely fine with it. As long as it's the right player, it's a young player. You want your roster. I mean, obviously your roster is going to get a little older every year because these Mm -hmm. guys are aging, but you don't want a massive age increase um all right so last one hey same question does it make sense to do that for a contending team will you pay it for premium win now assets even if it's at the detriment of the future of your dynasty team yeah uh it definitely depends on the player you're targeting here um you know we talked about some of those aging players earlier like a leonard Fournette or joe mixon i understand why some teams would want to go in and, and pay the, the price of the 2023 first. And we talked about, we can always trade back into that. I just hesitate because of, you know, the, if for some reason, like a Leonard Fournette gets injured here, he's going to help you win now, but you, you know, anything can happen next year. Probably his value is going to be even lower when he's what 28, you can't trade him away. And and so those are the guys that, you know, I, I hesitate to trade away those premium assets like you mentioned if you can trade away like a two for one and a couple of pieces like a you know i can't think right now what exactly would work but a two for one to get leonard Fournette, that's not a premium asset that's fine um go all in in that sense but don't try to trade away like two first round picks for you know like a dalvin cook who has a little bit of an injury history he's, he's 26 now i believe that's where i'd be a little hesitant jonathan taylor on the other hand who's younger you talked about guys that kind of have still that younger window that that uh, they can help you now, but still be there for you for the next two or three years. That's where I'm fine going all in on Jonathan Taylor, uh, Justin Jefferson, some of those guys that still have like that, you know, well, J- Justin Jefferson obviously has many years left, but Jonathan Taylor at least has, you know, two to three years of elite production left, hopefully. So, yeah. What do you think? For me, I guess it really depends on how win now you are. Yeah. If you're a team that you think that you're a piece or two away, you really want to take that championship home, then go for it. Mm-hmm. Because at some point you have to make that decision where now's the time to pounce. Yeah. If you're currently like the sixth or seventh seed and you know, every week it's a little shaky, like you're getting really lucky every week. I would not do that. 
personally. That that's just how I look at it. I'm all about mm-hmm. making that jump, but it's got to be the right time to jump. So, and like Pork says, you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is true. Yeah. You'll know when it's time. Make sure you're looking at the rest of the league. You know what I mean? And yeah. then you jump on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it. But Marvin, that's that's pretty much all we got for for right now. We're talking some in season trades. I love talking about stuff like this. Marvin, thank you for coming on and hanging out with me tonight. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. You know, I I love what you guys do, obviously, and and I'm just you know appreciative of the of the time that I get to hang out with you guys. Yeah, you know, you're always welcome. So um, again, tell everyone where they could find you. Yeah, you can. You guys can find me on Twitter at ff underscore marvin e. Articles come out in the fantasy footballers and Yahoo Fantasy every week. Um, and yeah, just you know, feel free to reach out to me, ask questions, interact. I'm always happy to help. All right, perfect. So Marvin, thanks again for hopping on. Make sure you say hi to Jay Grizz for us in the Slack chat. And uh, everybody, <laughs> will you will hear from me shortly, right after this slight pause for our commercials. All right, everybody, let's say thank you again to our amazing guest, Marvin. Uh, we, If you want to see more or hear more of Marvin, just hit us up at Dynasty Rewind. But before we go, let's clean things up a bit and learn about our fresh new sponsor, Dr. Squatch. What is Dr. Squatch? Glad you asked. Dr. Squatch develops natural high-performance personal care products like bar soap, deodorant, shampoo, conditioner, and even beard oils. They only feature manly scents with only the finest ingredients Mother Nature has to offer, all while avoiding the harmful ingredients often used by traditional brands. Dr. Squatch is dedicated to male-specific formulations that directly address the personal care demands of men like you and me everywhere. Dr. Squatch offers a wide variety of bundles that will cater to your specific needs as well as a subscription service so you'll never have to remember to order more before you run out. The Pine is where it's at, by the way. Got my hands on some this week. So subscribe and save money today with Dr. Squatch. Satisfaction is guaranteed, and if this isn't the best natural product you've ever used, it's on us. Dr. Squatch, that is. Don't drop the soap. Take care of yourself for once and smell great doing it. Try Dr. Squatch today. And if you're new to Dr. Squatch, you can save 10% on off orders, $20 or more on your first purchase when you use the promo code that is down below. So again, we are going to be heading out of here soon. But before we do, I want to say, hey, if you're ready for best ball pickums and rivals, use the promo code Rewind on Underdog Fantasy and get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Amazing. Do it right now. SeatGeek, if you're headed to a game, go to SeatGeek.com and use the promo code Dynasty Rewind to get $20 off your first ticket purchase. Have the first stadium beer on us with your savings. And we want you to be part of the best community in fantasy football. Become a rewinder today. Get access to rankings, bonus pods, written content, and so much more. We're now offering a 10% discount on yearly memberships. And that, my friends, $10 tier, 10% discount. That's how you get those team audits rolling in. For the best gear on the planet, head to VradianGlobal.com. Use the promo code Rewinder for 10% off all Dynasty Rewind and Dynasty Rewind only merch. So thanks again, everybody, for Marvin and your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening. 